0: Good morning, afternoon, and evening. Welcome to the 8311Cast, your premier Midwestern-based sports podcast, bringing you all things sports to your beautiful ears. Join your hosts, Kyle Mersch, Mike Ludwig, and Wyatt Theater on episode 85. So, on this week's episode, we're going to be talking about the MLB, the NBA, the NFL, and, of course, our signature segments, Mike's Stupid Rules and Write That Down Predictions. That's what we're going to be doing. (laughs) Ha-ha.
1: Yep. And so we did tell you that last week after our, uh, you know, top five most exciting sports moments, we're going to do our top five most frustrating sports moments. But, you know, we're going to put that off one more week because there's actually like legit stuff to talk about in like three major sports for like the first time in a long time. So we're going to put that off one more week when there's probably a little less to talk about and we're going to give you some good stuff right now about all these sports that are going to be restarting. And as we have for the last few weeks, we are going to start with baseball, of course. There's there's been more negotiations that have been happening in baseball. That's the good news. Um, That is definitely good news because, you know, we want baseball. I miss baseball. I was watching uh, 2019 Twins opening day this afternoon while I was working. Uh, It was a good game. It made me miss baseball a lot. So it's good to hear a new proposal come out from the owners um, today. Basically what this proposal said was, it proposed a 76 game season um, with 75% prorated salaries for the players. So essentially, I think I did the math and it comes out to about 33% about of their salary. Let me do the math here quick one more time. yeah, it comes out yep comes out to 33% of their salaries, right? Because they're playing 76 out of 162 times 0.75. Anyway, so about 32% of what their full um, season salary would be. Um, the caveat of this is um, that there's 200 million of that of, of that whole money, which accounts to about um, about 25% of what their prorated salary would be that they would only get if the playoffs happen. So the owners are betting are basically giving themselves insurance should the playoffs not happen. Um, that's a part of it. The players are not going to agree with, right? The players are going to say, if we play the 72 games, which is what, we, or the 76 games, sorry, which is what we get paid for, we should get paid for all of them regardless of if the playoffs happen even though from an ownership perspective, um, most of their money is going to come from the playoffs if they happen this year. So um, that's going to be the big contention point. Um, And it was flexible, this agreement was flexible on the number of playoff teams. So the owners and the players could negotiate on that and find a number that the owners like for maximum revenue, uh, maybe doing more playoff teams, in which case um, maybe that playoff pool we'll call it that extra 200 million would become guaranteed regardless of the playoffs we'll have to see on that but the other interesting um concessions in it or i guess the one more interesting concession is is normally right with qualifying offers and compensatory draft picks in the mlb right if someone gets a qualifying offer right a team has to give up a draft pick if they sign that um that free agent, right? This was the case with uh, with Craig Kimbrell and Dallas Keuchel a couple of years ago. Remember, we covered heavily on this podcast. Not just
2: a couple years ago, just last year.
1: It wasn't last offseason. It was the offseason before that. I thought it was last off season. I don't think so. Maybe it was. Well, I consider last offseason, I guess, technically still this offseason. It's technically last offseason and this offseason might still be the same one. Because oh. it's not supposed to be the off Anyway.
2: Okay. You remember Dallas okay. Keuchel and Craig yeah, Kimbrell? yeah. yeah.
1: That's, I, it's a I see what you, which
2: off-season you call it. But. I see what, what you mean now. It just still feels like it's the off-season because nothing's happening. Yeah,
1: yeah, I see what you're saying. But anyway, yeah. So the reason those players didn't sign right, is because teams would have had to give up draft picks to sign them, right? This deal that the MLB proposed would get rid of that, right? So teams would still get a draft pick if those uh, the team that lost the player would still get a draft pick. But the team that signed the player would not have to give up the draft pick. Essentially, they'd just create an extra draft pick that the team who lost the player would get. The team who uh, signed the player wouldn't have to give up that pick. Correct me if I'm
2: wrong. Isn't that how the NFL draft works?
1: Yes, the NFL. You're awarded
2: awarded compensatory picks. They're They're not basically traded. They're not like pieces that are traded when you sign a player.
1: Yeah, correct. That is correct, Kyle. So they would do an NFL model just for this next year of free agency. And that would, um, what that would do is essentially everyone assumes that free agency this next offseason is going to be slow with a lot of smaller contracts, right? Because owners are losing a lot of money this year, regardless of if a season gets played. So essentially, what that would do is it would liven up the free agent market a little bit because teams wouldn't be scared to. Uh, Sign players because they wouldn't lose draft picks if they do. So that's why that's a concession to the players. Um, now, I just want to do a little bit of math here because, um, right? Because, so the thing, remember last week we talked about in o- the owner's proposal of a 48-game season with full prorated salaries, right? So just the reminder is that the owners can essentially force the players to – that agreement right in the deal that was signed in march as long as the owners guarantee full prorated salaries they can essentially make the players play right so essentially if the owners say we're going to play a 48 game season with full prorated salary the players don't have much they can do about it except strike right which would be another complete disaster that i'm not going to talk about right now so right so the math on a 48 game right a 48 game season with full prorated right again, goes out to about 30% of players' prorated salaries, right? So this 76 games with 75% prorated salaries actually gives the players slightly more money than that 48-game full prorated that the owners could force them to do, right? Which is why I think there's promise in in this plan, the issue that the players are going to have, like I said, is that that two, that 200 million in the playoffs, right? Because if the playoffs don't happen, then the players are going to get significantly less than if they just played that 48 games with full prorated salaries. So right, that's why the the 200 million for the, that playoff bonus. I don't want to call it a bonus because it's, you know, playoff reward. I don't know what we're going to call it, playoff pool of money um, is important because that's what's making the difference between whether this is more or less valuable than what the owners can essentially force the players to do um, no matter what based on their agreement back in March. So that's how the math works out. So depending on how the players can negotiate that playoff pool, um, this deal actually has potential, right? I'm I'm much more confident that baseball is going to happen at some point now with this deal I think the players and owners will get something done.
2: And but, so correct me if I'm wrong but that 200 million dollars that is on the table that is not just for playoff teams just uh, as it's yeah, for all teams.
1: Yep, so so essentially the way to think about it right is that in this in this owners plan the players will play 76 games and get 75% of their prorated salaries if the playoffs are played, and they will only get 50% of their prorated salary if the playoffs are not played. And that's yeah. every player, regardless of if their team made the playoffs or not. Yep. That yes, that's a good clarification on that money, Kyle. Thank you. So, I'm I'm encouraged by this. It shows that at least the owners are still um, willing to negotiate, right? And we're making progress towards a deal. And again, we're running out of time. If we're going to even play 76 games at this point and get them done by the end of September, like the owners have said they want to do, the owners are not interested in playing regular season games any later into the year because of a fear of a second wave of the virus. So I basically, this deal needs to happen in the next... The owners have said in the next 72 hours this deal needs to happen if... Um, we're going to play even 76 games any and day that any days that this gets delayed after that. And those number of games just keep dropping.
2: And a lot of the players have even come out and spoken. They, a lot of them are saying, you know, we want to play when Merrifield came out with a statement this week that said, we want to play. I'm ready. Like I'm ready to play. I've been wanting to play. We should be rewarded with all of our work and all of the fans should be able to see the work that we've put in behind the scenes, just trying to stay ready for baseball to start over again. So it's not, there are still a select few players who have obviously some reservations when it comes to the money and what the owners are willing to fork over to them. Um, But there, there is a vast majority of the players who actually want to put the product on the field, on the diamond again, and just get back to playing baseball. So Uh, there's definitely like light at the end of the tunnel with this proposal um i i feel like there might be maybe a couple couple little tweaks in it in order to get it where both sides are comfortable or at least reasonable with it but yeah they do they need to get on their horse and like get this finalized soon
1: Mm -hmm. yeah but i think the worst in the worst case scenario right the owners are just going to say the players okay you're playing a 48 game season deal with it right yeah. that's why i'm optimistic is the owners have seemed willing that they're just going to do that mm-hmm. whether the players will strike or not if they do that we can talk about but i'm optimistic that baseball is going to get played at some point here so might not start on the 4th of july like we've talked about but they'll play at some point also On MLB News, the draft is this week. Surprise. I know that snuck up on me. I don't know if it snuck up on anybody else. Uh, It's weird to have – the baseball draft is normally smack dab in the middle of the season, so it's weird that the season hasn't even started yet. Um, According to that March agreement that we've been referencing, the uh, Major League Baseball draft is only going to be five rounds this year as opposed to, like, the 30-some that it normally is. So – um, five round draft will be very short here. It starts this week. Um, it's going to do two things, right? One, it's going to create a heck of a rush for signing undrafted free agents, which normally you see zero of in baseball, right? Cause you have a 30 round draft There's anybody, anybody you wanted, you, you drafted in baseball. There were hardly any undrafted free agents in baseball. Um, Right. There were international free agent signings, but that's different because they can't be in the draft anyway. So there'll definitely be undrafted free agents. And it's also going to create a heck of a lot more high quality college baseball next year. Right. Because yeah, okay. they're going to be a bunch of players who would normally have gotten drafted and would go into minor leagues who just aren't this year who are going to go play college ball. So I think there's going to be a lot, especially a lot of college juniors who would have left yeah. after their junior year who are now going to come back for their senior year.
2: So there's there's going to be a lot
1: more quality in college ball next year. It might be worth watching. There's,
2: there's definitely going to be way more players going back to school and getting that opportunity to actually like play and show scouts what their talent is, and maybe potentially move up in next year's draft. Because uh, right now, I'm assuming that the undrafted free agents are not going to make a significant amount of money um, on, especially like in their signing bonuses. Uh, right now, since there is a lack of money in baseball without games being played. Uh, but, yeah, you will see a lot of players return. Um, there have already been several players who have said they are, have already withdrawn their name from the draft who weren't even projected in the first five rounds anyway. Who just said, yeah, I'm going to return next season and, and try and increase my stock for the following year. College baseball might be really fun to watch next year if you're a big baseball fan and you've been deprived of baseball for too long.
1: Well, I mean, hopefully Major League Baseball will have played by the time next college baseball season rolls around in March. If there's a strike, though. True that. Let's hope that doesn't happen. Anyway, so we'll fill you in on anything interesting that happens with the MLB draft um, next week on next week's episode though I don't think there'll be anything particularly interesting there's nothing that stands out in my mind going into it but we'll let you know if anything exciting does happen the one big thing that did happen this week that was super exciting for a lot of people was the NBA signed sealed delivered official in agreement for restarting um, the NBA is bringing 22 of their other 30 or 32 teams in the NBA 32 uh, I don't even know. Guess that shows how much I care about the NBA. They're bringing uh, 20 30 teams. teams, 30 teams. Okay. Yeah. They're bringing, uh, yep. They're bringing their 30 teams back to, are you sure? It's 30 teams.
2: I'm looking you're at sure? the standings right now. I just counted 15 in each conference.
1: Okay. Two yeah, conferences right. it is, makes it is 30. It is 30 in the NBA. You're right. You're right. Um, uh, they're bringing they're 22 teams um, back to to Orlando um, starting July 31st. Um, what this will call for is they'll call for eight seeding games, they're calling them, where essentially the, the results of those eight games will get added on to um, the regular season record when the season ended. And then teams will be seeded for the playoffs, just like they would have uh, under normal circumstances at that point. There is one difference, um, and that's the possibility of some play-in games. So the way that would work um, is that it would just be between the 8 and the 9 seed, right? So if the 9 seed in a conference is within four games of the 8 seed at the end of these seeding games, they would play um, some play-in games to decide who would get the 8 seed. Um, They would play one game, and if the 8 seed wins – they get the eighth seed and it's over. If the nine seed were to win that first game, they'd play a second game. And if the nine seed would win that game again, then they then that nine seed would replace the eight seed um, for the playoffs. And then it would be just normal best of seven series all the way to the NBA finals after that. Um, that's the NBA restart plan. Kyle, you want to give us an update on the the standings, especially down at the bottom to see uh, how these play in games might work.
2: So, so yeah, the, a lot of what has been determined on who the team what teams are being brought back are mainly based off of the teams which have not been eliminated so far from contention based on eight games remaining uh, with that being apparent. So if we start in the Eastern Conference, there have already been six teams that have been eliminated. There is only one team really fighting for a chance for the playoffs, and that is the Washington Wizards. Uh, They are currently five and a half games back from the eight seed. So they have quite a bit of work to do uh, and they are trailing both the Brooklyn Nets and the Orlando magic. Uh, So those are really the only that those three will mainly be battling it out for the remaining spots in the Eastern conference Uh, in the Western conference. uh, The first six are pretty are already in Um, only two teams have been eliminated uh, but this leaves the Dallas Mavericks, Memphis Grizzlies, Portland Trail Blazers, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, San Antonio Spurs, and the Phoenix Suns all duking it out for the chance to be the 7 or 8 seed in the Western Conference uh, uh, playoffs. The Basically, the rundown is the Phoenix Suns are the farthest from the 8 seed, and they are only six games back of the Memphis Grizzlies, so it is much tighter, especially in the 9, 10, and 11, and 12, really. So the Portland Trailblazers, New Orleans Pelicans, Sacramento Kings, and San Antonio Spurs are all within a half game of each other, uh, and they are all three and a half back of the Memphis Grizzlies. So a little bit of work to do for those teams as well, but still a chance with only eight games to go, and... This is just going to really be a test of who has the better team chemistry right now uh, between these teams, um, who can actually make a run and play cohesively and as a unit and hopefully earn themselves a spot in the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. But the Los Angeles Lakers, the Milwaukee Bucks, the L.A. Clippers – and the Toronto Raptors are all sitting pretty at the tops of their respective divisions, so they will most likely be the one and two seeds in the in their respective divisions. That's all I got for that. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm like, especially if baseball hasn't started again, I'm gonna be watching the NBA because of it's course to watch. So of
2: course, like I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily call myself the biggest NBA fan. Usually, I will tune in to the finals just to see, like the the final. You know, it's it's like you watch the Super Bowl every year, even though your team might not be in it. Uh, but I'll definitely be watching a lot of these games to see what happens.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. It's just something to watch. Unless there's baseball, in which case I'll be watching the Twins.
2: I'll be watching both then.
1: That's true, dual screen it.
2: Dual screen it.
1: There you go. There you go.
2: Soak it all up.
1: Yeah. I certainly didn't think the NBA would win the 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 sporting race, the race of which sport would start up again. And it still might not. Baseball or hockey could still in theory beat it. But they're the first one with a set date. So And their set date is July thirty first, right? July thirty first, correct. The NBA will be back on July thirty first.
2: Mark your calendars, ladies and gents. Speaking of marking calendars, uh, the NFL this week, if you all missed the news, uh, coaches or limited staff was allowed to um, come back to their respective like, buildings. Um, a few chief staff were in uh, this weekend in Kansas City. Um, I'm sure other NFL teams had had some of their uh, staff back as well. But the NFL did announce today um, some of the protocols that they are outlining uh, for a return just in general uh, for the sport when it comes time. Uh, it's highlighted by a lot of, obviously, physical and social distancing, which has been implemented just as a practice in the country Uh, locker rooms are having to be reconfigured to allow players to be six feet apart Uh, as many meetings as possible throughout the season and leading up to the season will be conducted virtually Uh, all helmets, shoulder pads, and basically any equipment that is used after every single practice and, uh, and game will have to be disinfected. Uh, They did not lay out a course of how that disinfection will happen, but, they are going to work on that. And it is mandated that masks are going to be required, except when interfering with athletic activities. Obviously, that is a pretty broad statement of it doesn't really go into depth saying what counts as obviously an athletic activity. If they have to wear it door, uh, during like stretching and warm ups or if they need to wear it in the weight room, I would assume not. Uh, And obviously that means that they won't have to wear a mask while playing on the field, but stay tuned to more um, in-depth protocols and requirements that are set up. Uh, Officially no dates have been set uh, for the start of the season. They're They're just rolling with it business as usual. Um, But no official dates are set in stone. It's kind of as You know, as is right now. Uh, No, but no mini camps are expected to be held. Instead, they're discussing uh, that limited players such as rookies just drafted or undrafted uh, free agent rookies or veterans that are joining a new team and needing physicals uh, could return also return to facilities prior to June 26th. Um, But for right now, no mini camps that include those rookies will be expected um, or former um, like practice squad uh, players. So those those camps won't happen. And probably the first time you'll see teams all together again will be for full training camps in July and
1: August. Yeah, it's good. Good to see stuff like this happening. Right. Sports sports back equals good. As far as I'm concerned, that's easy math. Sports Sports back back equals equals entertainment. Equals good. I was just going to leave it at equals good. Yeah, it equals good. That's the easiest way to put it. Wyatt, you've been quiet. Do you have anything to add on any of this? You've been quiet this whole episode, and I feel bad.
0: Quiet, Wyatt. I think that was a book, actually, that was read to my class in preschool. And it holds true, because I am very quiet today. I I have nothing to add, no. Right, besides no, it. There's a book I think called Quiet Wyatt.
1: Interesting. You want to look? So Kyle, confirm that for us. Confirm that there's actually Hashtag a book. Hashtag
0: not an ad. Code. It's definitely just, not an ad. I don't even know if it exists. So I'm just, I'm just curious
1: now if it exists. So if it does it exist, it's it so is old. a book. It is a book. Yeah. It's,
2: it's a book by uh, who is it by? Book by Tammy Sawyer or Sawyer. Also, it. Bill Maynard. It has a, it's, it's rated 3.4 out of 5 by Goodreads. So it's a
1: That's average thing. book. At least it's the children's book. book me. Sour. Sour.
2: sour, Sour, Sawyer, I don't know, probably Sour.
1: Interesting. Cool. Anyway. So,
0: there's your fun fact for the day. But there's other types of fun facts I really like to learn about. And some of those have to do with rules. Because I like rules. Do you have any stupid rules to share with us this week, Mike?
1: I do. I do. We are going to continue with our sports people only care about in the Olympics theme. Um, And today we are going to talk about water polo. Now, water polo, the easiest way to sum up water polo is in a lot of ways, it's just sort of like hockey except in a pool. That's sort of the, like the general summary I'm gonna give. Like, so you know, it's like, so it is a
2: hockey rink that has been thawed.
1: No, no, it's no, it's not that.
0: Is there you fighting? Girls, like, why would you get blood in the water?
1: You're you're not supposed to bleed in the water, but like you oh. can like harass people when they have the ball. And you can, like, there are, like, are like rules about what you can and can't do, but you can definitely, like, attack somebody when they have the ball. But you can't, like, drown them, but you can, like, dunk them, I think. I don't really know. That wasn't what I was going to talk about. I was just sort of going to talk about the more general rules, but now you've already gotten me into the specific. It's not good when I'm doing a segment about rules and I just say I don't know about the rules of the sport I'm telling you about. <laughs> That that's here. not a good start to the That's segment.
2: like a math professor starting out the year saying, "Yeah, I didn't actually earn my degree in mathematics. I earned my degree in chemistry, but here I am."
1: Well, yeah. I thought you, I thought you were going to talk about your, the your math professor who's actually a lawyer, because I actually had that. I had a wow. math professor who was a lawyer. Anyway, um, yeah. So water polo, sort of like hockey on in in water, and here's why, right? So again, you're trying to score goals. Same thing in hockey, right? Um, again, you, there's no sticks. You got a you got a big ball. It's sort of like a volleyball that you play with. Um, you have uh, seven players on in the water as opposed to uh, six in hockey. Um, so it's slightly different there, but. Um, Right, so when you're you're carrying the ball, you've only got thirty. Or when you're carrying the ball, you can only have hold the ball in one hand. You can't ever hold the ball in two hands. So there's no like basketball passes. Everything's got to be one hand, unless you're the goalie. The goalie can hold uh, with two hands. Um, The pool is so deep, uh, and then it's it's this. um, It's against the rules to actually touch the bottom of the pool while you're playing. So you have to swim the entire match. Which is um, which is eight? or oh boy, four eight-minute quarters. I almost said eight four-minute quarters. If there were eight of them, they wouldn't be quarters. Four eight-minute quarters uh, is the length of a match, and um, there is a shot clock. Um, so unlike hockey, there is a shot clock in water polo. You only have thirty seconds to possess the ball before you have to shoot. Otherwise, it's a turnover if the shot clock expires. Sort of like basketball there. Um. There are also fouls in uh, water polo, so there are both minor and major fouls. Um, so a minor foul is just sort of like um, sort of like a minor foul in soccer, um, where essentially you know they just blow it dead, and uh, the the uh, the team that. That um, committed the foul has to back off, and the other team gets to, you know, throw the ball in and keep going. Then there are major fouls, and this is why I made the hockey comparison, because on a major foul, um, essentially, you they call they call it, they call it uh, you're, you're what what do they actually call it? They call it you are excluded. You are excluded from the game for the next 20 seconds. If you uh, commit a major foul and then just like hockey, the uh, offensive team goes on the power play for 20 seconds, a 20 second power play um, in that case. So. um, Yeah, so there's power plays, right, 20 seconds, and then, of course, the power plays over if somebody scores, just like in uh, in hockey. Yeah, those are your basic rules of of water polo. Whoever scores the most goals wins. Ta-da.
0: Not going to lie, I didn't even know that water polo was an Olympic
1: sport. Yeah, water polo is an Olympic sport. I, well, I'm out of touch. Yeah, Montenegro is pretty good at water polo. That's about one of the few Olympic sports they're good at. little Montenegro huh. there in Eastern Europe. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Good the to know. You know. I yeah.
0: appreciate you sharing with us some of those stupid rules, especially about a sport that I had, I, you know, didn't know anything about. Uh, moving on, though, I do have some exciting news, and that's we actually have a prediction to take off the board for the first time in probably a month and a half. You know, um, So, Mike, do you want to share with us what this prediction is and why we're taking it off the board?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So the prediction that we're taking off the board is one from Kyle, who predicted way back a really long time ago Uh, maybe not, well, yeah, it was a long time ago now, that he would win one of his two fantasy basketball leagues. So the reason we're taking this off the board now, and we didn't before, is because with the NBA season restart, ESPN um, finally said, okay, this is what we're going to do with all our fantasy basketball leagues. And basically what they said is whoever's in first place right now wins the league. And Kyle is not in first place in one of his leagues, and he is tied for first place in the other league, but loses on the tiebreaker. So that means Kyle did not win either of his two fantasy basketball leagues. So for that, Kyle gets a nah.
0: Which is so kind of sad. I, I was rooting for you. I was rooting. For you.
1: you weren't going to win the sacks league, but you could have won your other league for sure. Yeah. So.
2: This is very unfortunate. It I'm was. sad. <laughs> I'm I'm not that sad because it means you're batting average Cause, went down. Well, so because my my other league was a money league too. So Ooh, you should get some money for second place. So yeah, but I don't get the money that I was supposed to. I mean, you're supposed to get
0: it because you didn't win. Well, yeah, true, but
1: <laughs> I was there though.
0: Well, you oh, can take wait. that frown. Oh wait, what?
1: No, I just lied to you. We have two more predictions to take off the board too. Now that I actually look in detail at the spreadsheet. So, I'm going to take those off the board now, too. Um, Also with the NBA uh, restart plan, we now know officially that um, the Timberwolves will not make the playoffs. So, I get an incorrect prediction for predicting that the Timberwolves will make the playoffs. So, nah. Nah. I also predicted earlier that the Wild will finish in last place in the Central Division. Since a couple weeks ago, the NHL ended their regular season and the Wild were not in last place in the Central Division. Um, for that, I also get a... Okay, now I think that's it for our uh, accountability session as I continue to scroll frantically through the spreadsheet. Uh, yep, yep, that's it. Okay, now that's it. Okay, now we can move on, Wyatt Ty.
2: This is, this is what a premiere sports podcast looks and sounds like we are prepared you know, yeah. cutting edge in organization and preparation
1: yeah there's now only four predictions from last season left on the board so we're almost uh, finalizing the standings for for next year or for last season and we'll give bring those to you once it is finalized so
0: nice yeah, we're premier prepared and ready to put up another prediction up on the board. Kyle, lead us off.
1: Yeah, so
2: this week I'm making the prediction that Iowa <laughs> State's strength coach will not be placed on administrative leave. And this is the football team's strength coach for clarification.
0: Hmm, I wonder how you came up with this one. Thanks, ah. Wyatt. <laughs>
1: Um, I mean, this is a single. Coaches yeah. don't get placed on administrative leave pretty much ever. Yep. You really got to screw up to do that. So yeah. Just get a single for that.
2: I wonder what would have
0: brought that on in the world of sports. I guess the world may never know. Mike, what are you putting up on the board?
1: Yeah, I am going to predict that there will be a strike in Major League Baseball sometime in the next three years so not you necessarily
0: mean like a like a
1: ball and strike strike like that's what like... i
0: thought when I, <laughs> <first> <laughs> and I was like i didn't uh, even think
1: about that mike
0: <laughs> yes. obviously single
1: no uh, what obviously, obviously we're like not a, gonna not give like you a...
2: that prediction
1: <laughs> unless like they a... come up
2: with the electronic strike zone and it's really just that bad oh man
1: <laughs> everything's a ball no um by, by a strike, I mean, like, the players go on strike. So, either because of something that happens this season or because of ter- more terrible negotiations um, for the next CBA, there will be a strike-slash-lockout in baseball I, sometime in the next three years.
0: I, I can see this happening. Um, I mean, everything is kind of in turmoil at the moment. Like, we don't really know what's, go- you know, what's going to happen. So, yeah. Um, I was going to say double. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say. I don't think I it's not like a single. I feel like it's imminent, I but yeah. I also feel like it's not imminent. I was also thinking a double. Um, it's it's not a home run. It's not a single type of thing. And I think it's more likely than not. So I'm, I'm leaning towards a double on that one. So you
1: think. So I, uh, I was yeah. hoping for a triple.
0: Yeah, I, I see
1: you it happening. Yeah. You guys both say double.
0: Uh, Was it last week or two weeks ago? UConn. um, Their director of marching band said that they will not be playing at the football games. They were effectively sidelined for this season. So um, in light of that, I'm going to say that the Iowa State University Cyclone Football Varsity Marching Band will end up playing in Jack Trice this football season.
1: Mm. Mm. Double? Triple? What do you think, uh Kyle? it's, def- it's definitely not a single, because there's definitely a very real chance that it doesn't happen.
2: I think there's like an extremely likely chance that... Okay, so when you say that the band will play in Jack Trace Stadium, do you mean just of any kind, even like a small pep band, just playing, not even marching?
0: There will be a, some representative of the ISUC FMV at at least one football game playing music. You can interpret that how you want.
1: So if if I get if I get somebody who's still in the band to go to a game as a student <laughs> and bring up vuvuzela and they play it in the stands, no. does that counts.
0: That that doesn't count because that's not an official rep- representative. This is something that's sanctioned by the one, the only Christian character. Okay. Or or you you know whoever is in charge of the marching band, you know whatever.
1: Uh, Uh, why what do you think kyle double or triple i don't think so
0: so since
1: since it's
2: in any form my most likely the the way that i see this and the way that i thought they've probably gonna they're probably gonna go with this is that they have some sort of pep band there in the stands they don't get to march it's just a small pep band and maybe it rotates for every game I think that is way more likely than them saying no band entirely, especially with Jamie Pollard being so in tune, no pun intended with wanting like the band to be involved with stuff. So I think therefore it's a double.
1: I'm fine with the double. Why do you are you gonna be okay with that?
0: Yeah, let's finalize that because I, I would have given that a single.
1: Mm, wow! Okay.
0: I, you already said double, so don't take it back, please.
1: No, we won't take the double.
0: If
2: you would have said that the whole band was gonna play and even march, that would that, have been like triple
0: home run. That's um, yeah. I, I'm not, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I certainly have my hopes up. So, uh, what do we have from Josh this week? Still alive?
1: Yes, he's still alive. He's got a prediction. He's complaining that it's hot in Iowa right now. It is hot everywhere right now. So that is not a surprise. Um, Josh is predicting that Iowa State will win the Cy-Hawk game this year, uh, September 12th at Iowa. It is currently scheduled. Uh, just to, for reference, ESPN's Football Power Index gives Iowa a 63.5% chance to win. Triple. So math says that gives Iowa State a 36.5% chance to win. I'm going to say triple. I was going to say double. That's definitely double territory, those percentages. Yeah, especially being but, that far off. But I
2: thought that since it's on the road, the
1: I'm not sure it's going to matter. The that it's on the road. So well, yeah. the, the only way you could talk me into a triple is you say that if the game doesn't get played, he gets it wrong instead of the prediction getting striked.
2: Or struck,
0: you mean? Struck, strike, Striped. stricken. Stricken. Strucken.
1: Stricken. Yeah. So if if he gets the prediction wrong, if the game doesn't get played, it's a I think it's a triple. If we just take it I off the board, it never happens. He should, happen. I it's should a double.
2: I think we every prediction that we put up, if it doesn't happen, it should just get removed or like wrong, not just taken off the board now.
1: Since we know the situation yeah, at
2: this point. We know the situation. It's not like our prior
0: predictions. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll uh, We'll finalize that when when we come to it. You know, if, if we run across something like that, I think we can talk about it more. Okay. Uh, for Josh's prediction, I'm kind of leaning towards Mike's double. Just statistically, that's what we generally issue doubles for.
1: Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, it's in. It's definitely. In the I don't. List. I honestly
2: have doubt that they're gonna win it this year, but. I mean. Yeah,
0: I, mean but... I don't think home field advantage is gonna be near as big of a deal this year with. It definitely. You know, is. Li- limited. Uh, capacity in the stadium so for sure
2: they will continue saying however like historic kinnick
0: stadium which is the most annoying thing ever yeah all the time so we had a relatively low scoring prediction segment with uh, a single and three doubles usually have triple in there but since we have all four of those up on the board now, that means we're at the end of the Write That Down Prediction segment, which means we are also at the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening to episode 85 of the 8311 cast. Appreciate you sticking around. We hope to hear your. Ooh, wait. We hope you hear from us again next week. I was going to say it the other way around. That wouldn't make any sense. Uh, yeah. End of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Side so of the 8311 cast, we have your hosts
1: Kyle Mersh, Mike Ludwig,
0: and Wyatt Peter. We'll talk to you again next week. Go Cyclones.
1: Go Cyclones.
0: Go Cyclones.